Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, celebrating over 70 years of service to financial advisors, their clients, and institutions worldwide. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Today's A-list economic report, gross domestic product, was what you might fairly call a mixed bag. Yes, we are growing, but the hole we were in when we started was a lot deeper than we thought. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Progressive Insurance, with more than 30,000 local independent agents. Information available at Progressive.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Happy Friday, gang. It is the 30th of July today. Always good to have you with us. The second quarter of 2010 in the American economy wasn't all that bad. The Commerce Department told us that gross domestic product rose 2.4% April through June, a completely respectable number, really, given the way that housing has been going, and more to the point, the way that unemployment is still going. And that brings us to this. Businesses were the big drivers behind the growth last quarter, specifically businesses buying lots of new equipment and computers. The idea being that all that new stuff is going to make workers more productive so that companies don't have to hire new workers. From Washington, Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Ganser has more. There's evidence in today's report of a big jump in corporate investment. Business spending on new equipment and software increased almost 22 percent in the second quarter. That's the fastest rate in 12 years. Nigel Galt is chief U.S. economist for IHS Global Insight. He says CEOs are being cautious about hiring. They see the the cost of adding equipment now is less for them than the cost of adding a permanent worker. After all, you don't have to worry about health insurance or retirement plans for new computers, so you throw new gear at your workers to make them more efficient. But... That can't go on forever. People can only move so fast. Alan Levinson is chief economist at T. Rowe Price. And we really started to see that tipping point at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Levinson says when businesses reached that tipping point where even the shiniest new gizmo couldn't wring any more productivity out of their workers, they did start hiring. A little. Although we're still a long way from making up the more than 8 million jobs we lost during the recession. Now, you may be thinking, what about the companies that make the equipment and software other businesses are buying? Don't they have to hire extra people? Yes, but not necessarily in the U.S., Quincy Crosby is a market strategist at Prudential Financial. Of the hiring that is being done, it's a higher percentage overseas. But Crosby does expect U.S. hiring to pick up next year. In Washington, I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace. The Federal Reserve has been doing its darndest to get things going again. It has flooded the financial system with money, liquidity, as we've been telling you. It's lowered interest rates to encourage more spending, too. And that has a lot of people worried about whether all that cash would lead to inflation. Not only has that not happened, now there are some within the Fed saying that the big worry could be just the opposite. Deflation. Not just lower prices, but lower prices over a prolonged period of time. Officially, prices aren't falling just yet, but some experts think it is time to come up with a plan just in case they do. Here's our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon. From a consumer standpoint, deflated prices may sound like a great idea. If you want people to buy things, after all, just lower the price. But there's a big difference between throwing a sale and making declining prices a regular fixture. Tom Porcelli is an economist at RBC Markets. He points to the way the Japanese economy has languished for the better part of two decades. 
people had come to expect in Japan that prices would continue to fall. And so it becomes very self-fulfilling. If you think prices are going to continue to fall, then you'll put off purchases. It can become a vicious cycle, especially vicious when falling prices turn into falling profits. Companies produce less and cut more jobs. But how might the Fed reverse that cycle? Barry Bosworth is a financial policy expert at the Brookings Institution. He says the central bank may have already spent the ammunition it might normally aim at deflation. In an inflation episode, it raises interest rates. In a deflation episode, it would lower interest rates. The problem is it hits zero. 